0: Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show. If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, check us out on Twitter at TinfoilHatCast. On Instagram at TinfoilHatPod. Uh, you can find us on Reddit. Uh, it's reddit.com backslash r backslash tinfoilhatshow. Hat are all comedy t-shirts.com. If
1: you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, go ahead and email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com.
2: Oh shit, fuck conspiracies, I don't give a fuck who killed Kennedy, I don't give a fuck about Martians, I don't give a fuck about the moon, Star Trek can suck my dick, and so can Star Wars, I got the weed that killed Buck and the chick from Star Wars, and her mother, it ain't happening today, it's Joey Diaz on the Tin Fall Hat Podcast, ripping it up motherfuckers, grab your cock, we're going deep with Who Killed Bruce Lee. Yeah! Motherfucking Joey Diaz
0: live on Tim Hat. We are deep in the bunker. We are here on a very special show. Uh, I am super excited to have you on. Me too. You've been my homeboy for 17 years. Uh, you know, we just had some good talks right now about all of our crazy friends. And we're happy to have you on here, man. Uh, You were like, is this a a conspiracy podcast? It is a spiritual skepticism podcast that we like to talk about all the crazy stuff that's going on, man. And uh, I love you very much. I've watched you go from this fucking crazy ass dude at the comedy store (laughs) doing blow at Dublin's, stealing chicks blow, eating her butt and taking off and (laughs) being banned for life. And just this guy that's fucking got one of the best podcasts out there, dude. Uh, We all love the church of what happened. And now... Uh, we love you very much. We actually have some guys here. Juan De Niro has got a little bit of a, I a, saw that. a gift for the
1: boy. Got a
2: Thank gift you, for you. Got to uh, do it right, Uncle Joey. For those listening, let them know what you're seeing inside that box. Right now, it's just a fucking string. Yeah. All right. All right. He Bolted it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. We're going deep here. This here, this is the fucking shit that killed the chick from Star Wars. <laughs> This is the shit that killed her mother.
0: Prime mm. shit, dude. Prime oh, shit. shit. This is the best. Juan De Niro and his lovely lady picked you this grew shit themselves. it, you pick it or grow it? They,
2: they grew it, dude. Beautiful. It's from Humboldt. And this will be perfect now that they're cutting the percentages down. January 1st. Oh, shit. Look at this fire.
1: So much, dude. That's some award-winning uh, cannabis cup right there, too. Oh,
2: shit. And what the fuck are these goodies?
1: Those things are called Penis Envy
2: Mushrooms. Okay. Oh, my God.
1: Not your normal uh, golden caps. Poor
2: fucking Lee. <laughs> oh, my God. We love Poor you, Joey. Poor Lee tomorrow night. Thank you, brother. Merry Christmas.
0: We're so honored to have you here in the bunker, homeboy. you know, I'm fucking happy to be
2: here. You know. Joey Diaz, one of the... Is there a here or something? got to put a card in there or something <laughs> so I can talk about your weed online. Yeah, or, we'll write that down. We'll, we'll write you,
0: it on we'll the top so we up. can talk about your shit, I dog. thought
2: they were conspiracy theorists. He looks like a conspiracy <laughs> yeah, theorist, he does. but he ain't, dog. And she looks like an actress yeah. somewhere. So yeah. I thought you were like part of a TV show and you were here to talk about... These when are my they friends show up with the fucking stick of dynamite. <laughs> this is the shit ISIS uses. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just put a fuse on this and put it under a fucking bridge.
0: <laughs> For those who don't know uh, Joey's podcast, it is called The Church of What Happening Now. And it's got a wonderful uh, sidekick, Lee. Lee Syatt
2: and, uh
1: Yeah I feel like Lee is my brother that I've never met As much as I love you Uncle Joey I fucking love Lee I with love all Lee. my heart
2: I love Lee, Lee's a great kid
1: Dude I don't know who's more lucky You to hang out with Lee or Lee to hang out with you
2: Oh both of us, he's a fucking How trick. did you
0: guys get together by the, the way On the
2: internet, he hooked me up and asked me for a job That's He awesome. said I, I wanted to see if you wanted to Need any videos cut or something and I had done Gabriel's show and he gave me a camera So I go you know what, why not You know I'll give you a hundred bucks a week, edit my videos from the road, and that's how we started. And he's a sweet kid, you know. He's just a sweet, sweet kid.
0: Dude, that's a good deal. Hundred yeah. bucks a week, homeboy. Yeah. That's a good one. I tell you
1: right now, you know I love you, Sam. Yeah. But, but uh, if Uncle Joey told me to, I would stab you in the neck. I would kick Aaron in the chest, and I would burn this whole fucking Build studio down. down. Dude, and I'd wait till they showed up and be like, you're a fucking Uncle Joey you, so.
0: dog. You're a warrior. I get. This it I'll choke is, you the fuck out this, if you try to stab me. This is a
2: savage here.
0: Yeah. One of the funniest things I've ever heard was uh, this. Inter- if you don't know the, the Church of What Happens Now, you have to hear this thing. But this quick interaction. Episode 531 with
1: Wheeler Walker Jr. is one of the best
0: podcast episodes of all time. Can we hear it real quick? This it. is the funniest thing. If you guys want to try getting those microphones,
1: I
2: listen. i but- my door telling me at the IRS. I don't I'm too old to do federal time right now. I ain't got that type of fucking cash to have. we're going up there dropping off envelopes and playing checkers with me. Things get bad. out of a pimply in there behind the walls of debt. And <laughs> lamparts, old men I want to tell them old years of stories. Well, why am I in there now? <laughs> because you know, oh, you'll take a bullet for your uncle Joey. You know that. Someone, I'm not going in prison. He's going in. You're going in with him. I'm <laughs> well, not taking him in there, but you come in once a week. I have a guy you rub his balls <laughs> and sing him a song and teach him how to podcast, and he gives you the small three hundred. Where's he,
0: where he gonna get three hundred?
2: Because bro, for a guy like you I get five hundred. Promise him the asshole them we hit him over the head with a stick. <laughs> um, three
0: hundred so. is not enough.
2: What to feel his balls? Yeah. yeah. Especially bro.
0: not for like a hand You'd like to, like no, for no, It's not a hand
2: job, you're gonna sit on the man's lap. I'll oh. just jiggle his balls through his jeans. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Why is it weird? <laughs> I, mean, I don't even
0: know how you do that physically. <laughs> Is he, like, fully, like, undressed? And he, like, he's... No, will hug work? you
2: like he's Santa. And he'll tell you how cute you are to rub your head. He'll probably kiss you on the lips once or twice. Oh, this yeah. sounds
1: like it. This actually sounds like fun, man. And I tell you.
2: jeans until you can't take it no more. And then you'll stick your hand down his pants, and there'll be, like, $400 bills you pull it out. You kiss him on the cheek. You tell him you love him and let him rub your head. Oh He'll try to touch your dick. You hit his hand. You tell him that needs more money. And that they call you if he wants to see you again. And oh. that next time you wear a dress with a small 750. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'll work and we'll keep him out i get three little fucking pedophiles who love to play with you talk about podcasting and <laughs> yelp. And talk about yelp with them and shit. The importance of yelp when they go to prison to choose a good restaurant. You know what I have mean? well, Not to do sex acts, but. To touch an old man's balls, what's the difference? What are you
0: talking about?
2: This <laughs> is <laughs> a guy's lap and touch his balls. You sound like you have like experience doing no, this. I'll, I'll no, I'll, I'll pimp anybody out. You know me. I, listen, I'll, I'll charge him three fifty. You get two fifty. And an <laughs> inmate comes up to me and says, "Joey, how much for the cute little Jew?" I'll ask him, "What do you want to do?" I want everything. I want around the world. I don't listen might a Jew. What well, I'll let you do is, uh, I'll have him pull his pants down, and you can jerk off on his butt cheek. <laughs> and then you have to reach on his own butt sack. That's as far as he goes. Really, well, he really scratches his balls from behind. He goes to yoga three times a day. He's a guru. You can't tell by looking at his body. He got hit by a car when he was a kid. <laughs> he's trying to to and cheeseburgers, but he's all right. Beside I would get three bills. I would get uh, 750 you uh, to bend over, hold your ankles and from three feet away some guy whack off and with his hands just throw the cum at your ass that's it <laughs> and when, when your ass is wiped you can hug him and tell him you love him and that's oh, it that's terrible 750 two of those a day that's 1500 five days a week the that's bad. a lot of fucking cash Lee that's like 15,000 every two weeks that's 30,000 a month no sex. Bending over and letting guys. What do them. we call it? What's the website? I love no website. No just, website? How do we market it? This is an imaginary character. In case I ever went to prison and things got bad, we have to do things. But if an old Jew inmate comes up to me and says, listen, your friend, he's kind of cute. Can we work some out and we make him shave his beard and wear a militant suit? Listen for the small three fifty. I found the really fucking new. You mean the no small three fifty? Because I'm, listen, it's I'm not stuck. enough to do what you're <laughs> him. No, no, three fifty to bend over and have a guy do that is disgusting. Anything with a thumb got, involved? No, no, no. The other one when you sit on his lap and watch TV for half an I'm hour. I'm not touching his balls. Listen, you're not touching his balls. You're looking the other way. Your balance is gonna go. But you're just gonna grab his balls by mistake to pull you back up. You're just give him a smile. And make believe he wants a baseball game. Again. Uh, everybody loves baseball. Oh,
0: everybody <laughs> loves baseball. Oh, that welcome. is podcasting goal. Is there awards for segment of the year That's it, that dude. would fucking win it? That oh, would most like, definitely.
1: You torment Lee. I fucking love it, dude. I like that you turned him halfway through. He's like, what are we going to call it?
2: Like, he's on board. He's on board. That's so funny. He's always funny, on board. Shit, so
1: dude. Fucking uh, funny, dude. God damn it. Oh. Man. <laughs> well,
2: last night I told me I had to go to Japan because we are going to run a black market operation. <laughs> so I wait till he gets high, and then I start tormenting him little by little. So I told him tomorrow at 4 o'clock he's got to meet the Colombian <laughs> at 4.30 to pick up some coke. And he kept saying, I can't pick up the Colombian. I can't pick <laughs> up the Colombian. So then I went on with the fucking Japanese people that were starting a black market reef and were taking 5,000 stars to Japan. And he's gotta, he ain't got to pick up the money there. He's got to go to Israel and pick up the money there. It's going to be a wire transfer from the Japs. They're going to send it over to him. I mean, I had him going last night till 12 o'clock. <laughs> oh, and finally, he's like, OK, OK. I'll go get my passport renewed this week. <laughs>
0: well, how do you know when he's at the right moment? Because how do you I, know he's there? I
2: throw some. I'm an only child. So I can have a good time by myself. Right. I know how to have a parade in my head by myself. So I just throw something out there and wait for him to catch it. And then I go attack it. It's like when I told Eddie, when Eddie asked what was wrong with Joe Rogan. And I told Eddie that Joe got accosted by the CIA. And he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, whenever you talk to Joe on the phone, don't you hear the phone click? Right there, that was a crucial moment in the conversation. Because if he says no, I don't have him. But if he says yes, I got this motherfucker. <laughs> And he says, yes. Everybody's phone clicks. We all got cell phones. Once he said yes, I knew I had him. So I just kept pounding him with Joe Rogan and the CIA. He's getting followed. When you go do the podcast, look at the poll. There's a camera up there. Oh my You know, God. then I got the guy from my block with the cop car to come to the store. I gave him a yardstick. and I told him to sit by the store one night that Eddie and Joe were there. And I called Eddie out. And I go, look down the corner. There's a cop Shut car. Up. Yes, I did. And I go, hey, listen to all your conversations. <laughs> this went on for like a year. I kept toying with him. <laughs> and then finally, after a year, I get on a plane with Joe. And Joe, you know, comes on with his bag of vitamins. And <laughs> you know he lands on a plane with like a bag on it. And he's like, what the fuck is going on with Eddie? He told Alex Jones, I'm in the CIA. And I'm fucking howling. Because it was me who put it in his head for Johnny a year. Apple seed. Oh, I no just, just seeds, kept, huh? you just keep, every once in a while, I just throw it in there. And let them fucking just <laughs> God, plant the seed yeah. and let it just go in their head and it's all over. So
0: funny. You and I uh, have, <coughs> were, uh, you know what's so funny? We both used to do coke at the comedy store, but we did it at different times. I feel like I did it maybe after you or you did it. or it, I, I think a lot of my coke time was when you decided to take a little break from the store. When Which I when something. I left something for you
2: guys, yeah, 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 Cause yeah, because I yeah. get there early. You got to get the coke. You got to get the quarter of eight. Yeah, El Compadre. I used Fat to get... Eddie. Fat used... Eddie. No, I used to go to El Padre and I used to have to beat out Lindsay Lohan, because Lindsay started going at like eight fifteen, and she would clean fucking nacho out. <laughs> She would clean them out. I'd get that 9 o'clock notch. Where's my package? And he'd go, Lindsay, I don't know. I don't know. She'd buy anything. <laughs> yeah. and I, so I had to start buying You were like yours. He had an open mic showing oh up two days before. Oh, my God. I was showing up. No. So I had to show up at like 7.15 to get my package. I don't know what I want to snort till about 9. Yeah, right. At about 9, I'm, ah, maybe an 8 ball tonight. You don't know. So I have to go there and get like a light gram just to see what the fuck was going on. And I had another, it was crazy. I had a bunch of competitors. Then somebody found out I was going at seven. So they started going at 6.30 and cleaning Nacho out. And if you went at 10, then you had to wait for Nacho in front of one of his little cartel people to come up from Whittier and bring another package. Dude, another so partner. much
0: cocaine. I never bought, never bought from Nacho. There were guys who were hanging out at the store. I don't see Coke there anymore. Maybe because everybody knows they don't party anymore. So I don't. They don't show me where the Coke is. I I just don't see it. I think these chicks are all business chicks now. I don't see the crazy girls. I can't. You know, the running around doing the blow, getting fucking weird with everybody anymore. Those days are done. I everybody's no, they're, in business. They're around. We're they're just making,
2: aged out. Ever since Narcos came back, cocaine's not <laughs> going to come back. Good
0: for her. Good for it. So you just celebrated a big. 10 year anniversary. 10 anniversary. Yeah. From doing Coke. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, uh, awesome. That's crazy. Congratulations, right? Joey. That is crazy. What made you stop?
2: Fucking jolts in my spine. I was getting jolts at like fucking 4 in the morning at the end of the Coke. Just a lot of things. It just wasn't the jolts. It was just time to quit. It was just time to quit. But, like every other addict, you can't see yourself over that fence. You're like, I can't imagine a day. Because if I didn't have it by 8 o'clock at night, my bones would start hurting. <clears you <clears <throat> are every day. Five days a week, pretty much. And I couldn't wait to go on the fucking road. Because, see, at home, you got to be cool. People you got to be watching. business. Yeah, you got to be business. Once you got the call for the road, that was it. And I'd alert the media, let them know I was coming. I had my own little Colombian show up <laughs> Thursday night. I had my towns where you already knew people. All you had to do was tell them, be there at eight, and they were there, so going on the road was my big fiend because nobody was around.
1: What was the best Coke town in in the US? Houston, Texas. Dude, I was just in Houston,
2: Miami, the best. I love black strippers, dude. El Paso was the place that I'd lose my fucking mind. Right over the border, people just hand, there's no scales. You buy a gram of Coke, it's done by eye. And they give you like a pound. That looks good enough. Okay. $60. Okay. And meanwhile, you're in a room for three fucking days.
0: Three days watching porn, making bad decisions.
2: Well, we wanted to show you this. I don't know if you've seen
1: this. Have you
0: ever seen this interview?
1: This is from 1988. It's a CNN interview with the one and only, the godfather of soul, James Brown.
2: Oh, I saw this one. Yeah, this is crazy.
1: If those who haven't, here you go, man. And it's gold. Oh, uh, yeah, turn out
3: ...assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun at a car that she was in. These are charges that Brown denies. He was released yesterday on $15,000 bond. He joins us for, from Atlanta to discuss oh the charges, God. and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble begin? Living in America. <laughs> nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all? You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. Have all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. (laughs) Are you out on love or out of love? Which is it? Out on love. Alone from night tonight, you find me. Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Let's talk about some music. You want to talk about music and you don't want to talk about what happened? No, it's all over. Well, let's talk about your tour. When are you leaving? We're leaving tomorrow. And where are you going? Rio de de Janeiro, and Sao Paulo, Brazil. Now, your your fans will have read all about this, James. Aren't you concerned about that? No, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. And what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say, I feel good. (laughs) I almost got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. (laughs) Well, that's the second time we've heard that in two days. That's very easy. Now, don't leave us, James. You stay right there. We have more that we have to talk about. Well, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing on this tour. Uh, What are you going to be doing on this tour? I'm going to be doing doing, Papa's got a brand-new bag of living in America. Sex machine. Get up off of that thing. I feel good. Jam. Now I understand that you have already, James. I have to ask you one serious question here. I've understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Oh um, no Yes, I'm yeah, eligible. I'm singing. I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle? Yeah. Now yeah, the women the love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What'd you say? The women love you when you get out there. Why is that, ladies? Well, I'm asking you. <laughs> huh? Because I look good. Why do you think good. that is? You <laughs> look I smell good. good. I yes. feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. Well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> now, you're involved in publishing a gospel magazine. Tell us a little bit about that. The Second Coming. It's, uh, it's out of Augusta, Georgia, anchor. Joseph P. Young is the editor. And James Brown is one of the advisors. And we're doing a fantastic job. The Second Coming... It features uh, on this week. I think we have the Pope He's got welding um, glasses on. I believe the Williams Williams brothers. Oh, Mm -hmm. and last uh, next week we're gonna have Reverend Al Sharpton. I think on the cover for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll be doing a a a lot of good things, and hopefully we'll get Brother Ted Turner on the cover. Ted, what? where you at? James, we want to thank you for having, for being with us today, Wait and a giving minute, us an opportunity. Oh, <laughs> is there something more you want to say that we yeah, haven't covered? Yeah, I've got a of Okay, I go love ahead. You. I love America. I love everybody.
2: Well, I feel good. it
3: sounds to me as though you're not troubled by any of this at all. This is a man's world. Thanks for reminding us of that. Every once in a while, we forget. Yeah, oh, we've remembered different. again. James, good luck on your tour. Thanks for being with us. I guess
0: we're going to hear lots more. I uh-huh. wiggle. Do you think he was blown out or what? Oh, my God. What do you think that was? Coke, PCP, what?
2: That's a fucking long night out. Or he got up early and did an eight ball.
0: Yeah.
2: Or he just got up like a five. You ever get up at five? You can't sleep. And you're like, Dude, fuck Gacker. I still got that eight ball on the freezer. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. I ain't got nothing on the books anyway.
0: Yeah. I'm about to go to the fucking Rio. Why not get blown
2: out? That now? is crazy. With his little OJ gloves on, wiping his nose and shit.
1: Can you imagine, like, that was a good idea to do that interview gacked out of your skull?
2: So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take a picture of those mushrooms and put it on Twitter and put Lee is dead. And <laughs> let him see this at 6 o'clock tonight. This is for Lee for tomorrow night's podcast. He won't sleep a wink tonight. Do you understand me? <laughs> but, but, but those mushrooms, they look dirty. They, they, they got cow shit on them. They can't taste good. So I had to wait for them to dry, grind them down, and put it in his bong, and I made him smoke them. <laughs> and I told him, after the fact, I go, you know, those, those are mushrooms. Oh, my God. And the one that was hearing things.
0: <laughs> so.
1: Those are penis envies. Those are supposed to be three times more powerful than normal
2: mushrooms. Oh, yeah. He's dead. Uh, he's dead. Uh, let's take a, <laughs> well, take a picture of those.
0: Why take a picture. Let's get in a little gro- about uh, Joey Diaz, in case they didn't know uh, his, his background. You
1: wouldn't know by looking at me, Joey, but... Uh, I was raised, I got a real family that's white, but I was raised by half Mexican and half Cuban. So my uh, my brother from another mother, he's Cuban, and his dad is Manny Padilla, and he straight up escaped Cuba back in the late 60s. Here, here? Yeah. You, so you like, grew up here? I, I grew up here, and my, my basically I was adopted by this half Cuban, half Mexican family. So Manny Padilla came to America, didn't know English, and he learned it all from listening to soul music, and the only people that would be his friends were, like, the blacks in Colorado. And sure enough, this man has taught me more about life. But I would always ask him, like, why do you, when the party starts going, he starts dancing with a white handkerchief? And they're like, oh, that's the Cuban in him is coming out. And uh, today's the December 18th. Yesterday was <laughs> December 17th, which is Saint St. Lazaros'
2: St. big day. Yeah, so. I uh, almost told Trip because of the dog. Big day. Yesterday. So, for
1: those that don't know about it, because a comes from Santeria tradition, right?
2: Yeah. But so that's from, like, uh, St. Lazaro is fucking huge in Cuba. Like, huge. Like, that's why when Michael Vick got sentenced, there's they a lot of jails you could put them in. Because those Cubans, those old-school Cubans are in those high-level federal jails, and they don't play that shit. We're hitting dogs. Or yeah. Oh,
0: they love dogs. They love dogs.
2: Because St. Lazaro, that's how they make their promises. When you're Cuban and your hips hurt or you have arthritis, you dress in purple for a year and you make a promise to San Lázaro. Then the pain goes away. But don't break my concentration. Lee, no get works. get ready for death. The church tomorrow night. That's how it starts, guys. Now we let the weed grow in his brain. <laughs> those those, those look, don't look healthy. <laughs> they got shit on them. I'm telling you right now. Tell him that's some that? tinfoil hat. This that? is how it starts. This, oh, This tweet that. will destroy him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's see what some of these look like
2: real quick They're fucking beautiful Look at that They're beautiful Look at Look at, at
0: that this. That's nice, dude That's a grown-ass man's shroom right there
1: The word about those is that It's from up north and, uh it's one of the last like mushroom growers that was around when the Grateful Dead. So these are like yeah, this dude you can like, tell. You can tell these a
2: professional fucking shroomager. And
0: they fucking jars proper too, dude. Yeah, this man. is real shit. That's
1: Juan a, De
2: Niro, baby.
0: Juan De Niro takes Juan care De
2: Niro, of you, dog. Don't fuck around. Yeah.
0: So, so um, yeah. So dude, it was just a big day. What do we got here? What you want to talk numchucks and ninja stars, dog? Yeah. So uh, how'd you first become fascinated with martial arts?
1: Where was your introduction into it?
2: I got hit in the head with a fucking flashlight. <laughs> I got hit in the head with a lunchbox in New York City. I played hooky, and I got hit in the head with a lunchbox, and they, the thermos broke. They took the, When they hit me in the head with the lunchbox, the lunchbox opened, and the thermos broke, and they took the thermos and hit me in the head with that. Oh, shit. And I could hear the glass, and that's old school when the thermoses had glass in them. And I ran home, the next day my mom put me in karate with, what's his name, was, his father was my teacher, Laronjo, Narada, Eddie Bravo's Black Belt. Oh, really? His father was my first karate teacher on 90, 90th and West End, when we first came from Cuba. Really? In New York City, that's how I got into it.
0: Small world.
2: But before, then Bruce Lee came on the Green Hornet, and that blew my mind, and the Green Hornet disappeared. And nobody knew Dick about Bruce Lee, what was going on. I didn't know Dick. I just knew on Sunday nights I would watch The Green Hornet, And then it disappeared. And then he fucking... I never saw the first one, My Fist of Fury, in the movie theater. But in the fourth grade, I was going to Sacred Heart School for boys. And you took a shower, and then you watched TV for like two hours. At school? At school, because you slept there. It was a boarding school.
0: Oh, at four?
2: At eight, in the fourth grade. Oh, man. And... We were watching Happy Days, and the commercial, do you have internet service for this? Yeah. yeah. Put trailer for the Chinese Connection. Okay, I'll find 1970 it. 1970 fucking one or 70. And it, there was, you know, 16 kids in the room, 16 boys, eight years old. Think of what that room sounds like. People yelling, you know, put put it back on. I mean, there were kids there from the Bronx. It was a high-level school. It was expensive. So the kids that went there we're classy kids.
0: You want which one?
2: The first one up on top. Yeah. 19... You don't
0: have to show it. We can watch it because on YouTube they could flag it, but we'll, I want to hear it.
2: But watch the video. When you're when you're four, eight and you're watching Happy Days and this comes on. This came on and the room froze, guys. You can hear a pin drop. The master of karate, kung fu, delivery.
1: Fucking
2: everyone else. it fucked everybody up all these scenes all this shit destroyed the fucking room destroyed the room this was mafia kids this was Puerto Rican kids this was fucking kids who were spoiled they were yelling and screaming this came on the fucking room froze and when the commercial ended everybody goes we're going to see that Friday like that was it we're going to see that Friday I saw this at a fucking drive-in movie theater in Clifton, New Jersey on Route 3 that Friday with my stepfather. I begged him. Look at this shit. You're watching Happy Days, and all of a sudden, a Chinese guy beats the fuck out of 20 people. How are you going to feel? You couldn't even concentrate the next day. We couldn't even concentrate the next day. This is all you talked about. Who was Bruce Lee? Who the fuck is this guy? Then we figured out it was Cato, and that was it. Listen, man, I love when they, when Spike does these Bruce Lee shows and they ask these people about Bruce Lee and they read a couple fucking interviews. I lived it. I saw what it did to America. First of all, Chinese people were kind of shy. They were all walking around like Rocky's wife until fucking Bruce Lee came out. And then now they had a little pimp to them and shit. They had a little bounce in their step and shit. They started getting an attitude and shit. But until Bruce Lee came out, Chinese people would bow every time you saw him. Like uh, They'd bow, they'd shake your hand, they'd kiss your hand. <laughs> Bruce Lee came out, Chinese people got a whole different fucking attitude. Listen, I remember going to Harlem and seeing black people dressed like this. In fact, I was raised Catholic and fucking, I was very much a Santeria guy. And I still remember that when my mother walked in the room and smelled the incense burning, she lost her fucking mind. I had like a little shrine, like a, I had a couple karate trophies. Yeah, and I had like a bowl of rice with. Like what kind of karate did you take? Uh, Gushinru karate, Goju karate, with yeah, the black fist. Right, I
0: respect that shit. And then, Jeet uh, Kune Do right here, dude. All that
2: shit, like, but there was no Jeet Kune Do. You got to remember, at oh yeah, that was before. Yeah, there was just karate. Yeah, that's it, guys. There was black people teaching karate in Harlem. <laughs> a couple of Chinese people taught karate down in Chinatown, <laughs> and uh, uh, there was a, maybe one kung fu school and an aikido school on Berger Line Avenue that was run by Richard Bow. And there was these Cubans that had a, a, a judo school, like mixed Russian. They were like they would speak with a Russian accent. There were hmm. Cubans that they sent over to Russia Shit. in the '60s to train for the Olympics, and they got out of Cuba and they were teaching. That's it. There was no taekwondo, there was no Savat. When what's the uh, what's Matt Ser- Matt Serra? When Matt Serra first started jujitsu on Sundays, it was only on Sundays. So he would have to go from Long Island to Sayreville, New Jersey, four hours God damn. to learn one hour.
1: That's dedication. That's
2: that's that's how far like it was karate overrun. Yeah. After Bruce Lee showed up. Then it was kung fu overrun. Kung fu, every everybody. Dude. I started dressing with. I would go to. I would go to Chinatown on Saturdays, and get the fucking the, the the thing to put on your hands. And me and my little retarded friends would go do the iron palm technique. We would get barrels of sand and shit and do the iron palm technique because that was the first the first real martial art movie was Five Fingers of Death, where the guy's palm would turn red, and that was, it was from the iron palm technique. So that was already. That was like an Eddie Bravo seat. Yeah, we all wanted the Iron Palm. So yeah. we, were, we were in search of the Chinese guy that was going to show us the Iron Palm. We would go to a Chinese restaurants. Come here! Why don't we learn the Iron Palm technique? And the guy with the waiter was like, "Are you fucking idiots? What's wrong with you fucking morons? We're from China. We don't know the Iron Palm. Would you knock it off?" And we'd be like, "Come on, show us the Iron Palm technique." So this went on. He 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 took over America when when Enter the Dragon was about to come out. The co- Remember, that? you guys are too young. In no, no, dude. In 85, the country was Madonna schmitten. When I left New York City in 85, every three three out of fucking 10 girls dressed like Madonna. Yep. That's what New York City was like. Everybody dressed like Bruce Lee. Cuban, Puerto Rican, Chinese, white, everybody thought they were fucking Bruce Lee. With the blue jackets, we used to have Chinese T-shirts. China. That's what Cubans are big on. Like they're going to shoot this big Cuban movie next year. And I told the guy, I go, those Cubans walk on me. He said, that China. He's like, what are those? I go, they're Cuban t-shirts, and they got three buttons. You don't even see them no more. You got to go online. They're made of silk. They're like $50 t-shirts. And what you do is when you're a real fucking spick, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. When you're a real fucking spick, you cut the buttons off, and you get your initials and put diamonds in them and fill them up. So if you're Sam fucking Morris Triple SMM, you know, yeah. SMT. Yeah, I think That's SMM. That's how fucking spicky you have to be with diamonds, big fucking diamonds in your thing. <laughs> so that was the look. That was the look everybody fucking had. For, so from 70 to like fucking 73, Bruce Lee was running shit. Every weekend, you'd go to Chinatown on Saturdays and it was packed with white kids, buying posters. There was this envelope that you Dude. bought that had five pictures in it, and you didn't know what five pictures you were going to get.
1: And they were all of Bruce Lee?
2: All of Bruce Lee. Like, every store got into Bruce Lee mania. If you went into a restaurant, they sold Bruce Lee's T-shirts because they know they would sell them. It was fucking overwhelming. People don't realize how, um, like, yeah, you're totally right. It
0: was everywhere. It was everywhere. (laughs) And the movies hold up. That's the thing about, like, sometimes when you go watch Star Wars, I love Star Wars. You look at the graphics now, I wonder if... You know, young kids will be into the old Star Wars, but man, you you do you do you show Enter the Dragon versus the Born Identity or whatever that is, Kung Fu. dude. It's not
2: even close, dude. This movies these movies still hold up. Now this that one there is my all time favorite because while he was shooting that, he had his best friend on the phone. He had Steve McQueen on the phone, and if you watch the Chinese Connection, he does some crazy shit. He hangs people in the Chinese Connection. He fucking he eats a lizard. He fucking fucks up that school. He makes the Japanese people eat glass. He was on the phone with Steve McQueen the whole time. They're like, hang a motherfucker. He's like, all right. Because that like the Spaghetti Westerns hang him Yeah, on. yeah. They're like, start hanging, motherfuckers. Oh, man, I didn't even In think Chinese about that. Chinese Connection, he started hanging motherfuckers. That's how evil. A Chinese Connection is on my DVR. Like, there's no Fist of Fury, Enter the Dragon I love. I love it. Return of the Dragon I love. But nothing makes my dick, I'm sorry, harder, (laughs) fuck porn than the Chinese. When when I'm having a fucking retard day, like, I don't know, I I go in my living room and I put that scene on, or I put the scene on when he fights the Russian, and then he goes in and beats up the the Yakuza at the end, the, the Japanese guy, after the guy, when he fucking throws his things down, he's brilliant in that. Dude. And Bruce Lee is brilliant in the Chinese connection from A to Z. A to Z, he's brilliant. He doesn't move. He says something in that movie that nobody's said since the Bronx tale. And that was 20 years before. He goes, he walks into karate school, he goes, this does not concern you. I'm allowing you to leave. Nobody has ever said that. That's Doug. Like, I'm allowing you to leave. This does not concern you. I'm allowing you to leave. And they don't leave. And watch what he does. There's a table in the middle of the fucking thing. He jumps with a flying sidekick over the table. Try doing that in your living room. God, I dare you to try doing that in your living room. He jumps over the table. That's the scene where the, the fat Jap comes out, and he beats him up, and, the, and he knocks the sword out of his hand, and then he brings him down into a clinch, and the sword goes through his back. Then he throws him aside, and he walks out, and there's a move he does. He does a spinning elbow with a kick that you sl- you go, what the fuck is this? Who invented this? He was that much ahead of the fucking curve. By far. And then the Chinese Connect, then then Return of the Dragon came out. It was already on HBO. I watched it on HBO. Then the Chinese Connection, then Enter the Dragon was coming out, and we were fucking excited. We would go to those Bruce Lee movies, and we would walk out of Union City Cinema on 48th Street. And on 40th Street was Ponte Corvo Deli, huge fruit place. And they would have 50 yards of fruit boxes. And we would come out of that movie theater, and our goal was to beat the fuck out of those boxes. We would beat the fuck out. We would beat the, kick those boxes over into the street and then run to my mother's bar. That's what we'd fucking do.
1: Uh, I mean, besides being a physical specimen and doing what no one could do, he had a philosophy and a mentality, and I found this old interview. It's a short little clip. I just want
0: to say before you run this thing,
1: is he was the original mixed martial arts. I've got one for that, too. Okay. So, so right, here's an audio clip. Just, I mean, just listen to how he... He's from China, and this is it. back in the day. This is just audio.
2: you think of yourself Chinese, or do you ever think of
3: yourself as North American? You, you, you know what I want to think of myself? As a human being. Because, I mean, I don't want to sounds like, you know, as Confucius say, but under the sky, under the heaven, man, there is but one family. It just so happened, man, that people are different.
2: Is that awesome, man? That's he was just... smoking reefer early on. He was eating hash yeah. to control uh, his inflammation. You ever eat fucking hash? It's a different world, like real hash. Like there was a guy in Hollywood who used to have hash cookies, and whenever you ate them, you knew it. Like the next day, you could fucking carry a bull all day, <laughs> and you ate a hash cookie, and the next day you didn't even feel it. Like I was, I was, was when I was on the uh, weight loss. I would go to the YMCA and do all that crazy shit. I wouldn't be able to walk. I was 400 pounds. I would eat a fucking hash cookie. Good to go. I was doing jumping jacks the next day. He was he was eating hash in the fucking 60s with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and those guys. He was already doing so all ahead of those little time, things. his time, dude. Really ahead just,
0: of his time.
2: You know, these videos. Or, but what he did, he just gave the little guy belief. He he was the first person who came along That gave the little guy belief that you didn't have to be. Like, that's why I don't understand the whole bully concept. You take your kid home, and you show. I showed my daughter Bruce Lee. I I did the Periscope a couple weeks ago. I watched Bruce Lee with her. I'm getting her into it little by little. She's four and a half, and she watches it. She watches. She don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) I don't need her to. I just needed to see him throw kicks and people flying through the room. Would you get her into jujitsu martial arts? Listen, I'm going to be 55 in February. I'm not going to be around for a long time. And she's gotta to go to the same world that I gotta to go to, you know she's got to learn to protect herself and how to stick up for yourself and if somebody touches you I mean I got my mom had hand signals at the park when we came from Cuba, my mom had hand signals at the park. This is like a heavy punch, punch him in the stomach. My mom was one of those, oh punch him in the got face a corner man at the park oh yeah, I had a corner man at the park. My mom did not tolerate none of that shit. she was anti like, what's going on now in this country, she was anti all that. You got to learn how to protect yourself. Don't come to my house. Hit. Don't come to my house. Yeah, hit.
0: that is a big pro I think, like, I think, you know, I mean, for me personally, like, bullying, and I I, 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 it breaks my heart when I see kids crying, and I, I cried a lot.
2: Me I too. We lot. Are. I'm Spanish. I was allergic to maple syrup. The kids thought I was a fed. You know, I couldn't speak English. They're like, this kid's a fucking fed,
0: you know? (laughs) This kid's a fed. What grade do they think you were a fed?
2: In the first grade. You know, (laughs) in New York, everybody's a fed. He's a narc. (laughs) I was a narc, like in kindergarten. First grade... First grade wearing a fucking wire to school. Yeah, like you're a narc. Like you can't speak English.
0: They don't trust you. But I will tell you this, and like, and, and again, I'm not saying bullying's cool. I'm not at all. But I can't. The guy I am on stage right now, that dude, who if you want to heckle me, you're gonna fucking get lit the fuck up, because I'm gonna say to you what everybody says about you when you leave the room. I'm gonna let you know. That's what I do. Because when we were kids, we stopped fighting. At some point, we just stopped fighting. We just stopped, man. All my friends got divorced. They'd all gotten divorced, and they were fucked in the head, man. Their, their parents had gotten divorced, and they were fucked in the head, and they were vicious, dude. And we would have this place, Pontil's Pizza, man. We'd go there Friday nights. If you got the inside seat in the booth, you were lit. Up, dog, and you had to get fucking fast, or else you were—they wouldn't stop, man. If you had a tear coming, that would just that like blood, that dog. Was it. That was it. So boom, 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 and I—I I remember going to college, and I was just—this is just who we were and how we go. And I go into college, I go—I joined a frat, ATO. We're hanging out, and then people would be talking shit to me, and I just be—they called it a triply low blow. Boop, boop, little play, play, play. Then whack! I, just a verbal fucking hit in the knees, and it was done, dude, and stunned faces. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little fast at this Fast forward to me doing stand-up Doing Good Times Charlie in Las Vegas on Maryland Parkway I just bombed at UNLV the day earlier First time in my life I'd ever done two spots in one night Two spots I bomb earlier. I'm like, my friend's like, you should go up again. I'm like, can you do that? You can go twice in one day. Like, yeah. This other, There's an open mic over at Good Times Charlie. I'm like, I got to get there, dog. So I go there, and I got fucking Armenian rage rolling, right? So I, I get up on stage, and this fucking mechanic, shit face, bad teeth, comes up to me, dude. And he starts heckling me, and it's the first time in my life I got heckled, and I said, not today, you know? And I fucking lit this motherfucker up, and I just went... You know that moment where like Neo realizes he's the one I literally go oh my god I'm good at that dude And from there on I just became the guy Who would go into bad gigs first For my friends Like we do bar gigs right Where you just It's chaos dude And I'd have to go Patrick Swayze And these motherfuckers Where I'd go in And I'd have to light these dudes up To get them to listen So I'd go first And I'd just start doing stuff up and heckles would come And I'd be like Boom 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 Everybody quiet Bring on the rest of the guys to do comedy So like So the point is that Like the bullying that I got early Helped me helped become The guy I am now so I don't want to see children crying, but, you know, you're like, man, you go to the real world, there's nobody there to fucking clean it up. you got to deal with that shit, you know? Do you still get heckled? Because I
1: know you You come on stage and everyone just gets all, ooh, it's Joey, and, like, nothing but love. At least I've seen in the movie. No, main. I get heckled. Really? I get heckled.
2: I don't address it. Hmm. I don't address it no more because if I address it how I want to, I'm going to turn the audience on me. And I'm going to dig myself into a deeper hole. Unless he says something. You know, people get drunk, man. Oh yeah. And if you make them a part of the show, now you got a fucking problem. So you don't go
1: Holtzman on him? Not really. You don't really. burn Not the whole room down?
0: No. Holtzman's his own thing. I think people need to... Uh, every those.
2: once in a while, when it's just dumb. Yeah. When it's just dumb. When it's just like, where's Lee? <laughs> and we're into 28 minutes of the show, and every 30 seconds you think it's cute to impress your friends. So you're going to keep saying, with Lee, with Lee. Like, after that, you have to look at them and go, really, guy? Come on, you can't be that fucking stupid, and you move the fuck on. Or let security say something. But to lay in them, it's not worth it. I'm trying to get, like, a good vibe. I've learned to kill them with love. Like, kill them? Yeah. I'm bringing them in, Or just saying to them, hey, man, you're embarrassing your fucking girl. Totally. Look how you're acting. You're embarrassing her for no fucking reason. And then they realize, you know... Just get it together. You know what I'm saying? When I shot my special, it was a guy in the front row.
0: Oh No heckling you?
2: In the front row that was getting into an argument with his girlfriend. And I had a split second there where I was just like, boot him in the face. Like he was that close. Like he was on the stage. I just thought about this about a week ago. Like I came that close to saying, you understand I worked all my life in my first yeah. special, and you want to get into a fight with your girlfriend. I mean, I was ready just to kick him in the fucking face. <laughs> I was positioning myself just to kick him and tell CISO to go fuck themselves. <laughs> it's over. That was the special, me kicking a guy and the Chicago he's getting sued. I, it went through my mind, just kicking him in the fucking throat. And I looked at him so hard that the couple next to me looked at them and said, hey, man, knock it off. And then you see it. If you watch the CISO special, you'll see a kid on the left side Keep putting his hands up. He's arguing with his girlfriend. She wanted to be there, and he didn't. What a oh, like she wanted to be there, but it pissed him off. It's one of, a lot of times, I, and I learned it from going on the road with Joe on Fear Factor. A lot of girls like them on Fear Factor, oh, of course. So they dragged their boyfriends, and then the boyfriend would sit there with a sour puss the rest of the night. Why are we here? He's nothing. I could beat him up. Oh yeah. And I saw that a thousand times, and I learned that that that's not. That's just even us. If our girl comes home and says, I want to go see this band, in the back of your mind, I love how he sings. No, you don't. You want to suck his dick. Yeah. So we sit there the whole fucking show thinking that you want to suck the guy's dick. We're not having a great time. We're that insecure. That's what happens. No,
0: I get that, dude. So
2: when a girl wants to come watch you just because they like your comedy, I've had 16-year-old girls come to the show with their fucking dads. (coughs) <coughs> at the stress factory A 16 year old girl Brought her dad I'm outside smoking a joint The dad's like well, Why are you here I'm, going, I'm headlining And he goes My daughter brought me to see you I don't even know Who the fuck you are
1: <laughs> I had a girl that loved Chris D'Elia And she's like Let's go see him And I'm like Never Because there is a chance That D'Elia will just like Nod his head There is Yeah There's like, a,
2: like, oh, a, a good chance I'm out So that's what you have to Imagine in those shows You know So you have to learn Where they're coming from also
0: No I get that Like dude. I
2: understand where When I look at a pack of people I could tell that they got together at five to come see you. It's like when you went to a, a Laker game. We got together at five and we had a few drinks. That's all it is. So you have to understand it from their perspective. Then there's people that just rudely attack you. Th- that happens too. Fuck those motherfuckers. They're once <laughs> a year that they want to come to a show just because they're having a bad week. You know. Th-
0: that and, is where the that people it. go to the comedy clubs that's when it. they're
2: in a bad mood. That's it. That's it. You have to think about their psychology, where they're coming from. Why are they doing what they're doing? Why are there 300 people in the show acting polite and you got to be the fucking idiot? You ain't funny. Yeah. Then get up and leave. Why would you sit here? That's the great thing about YouTube. That you could click me on five minutes before you get there. You leave now upset at a comedy show. It's on you, dummy. Exactly. It's on you, dummy, because we're all over the fucking place. It's not 15 years ago that you... I agree, dude.
1: I agree, dude. I totally agree. I wonder if uh, martial arts helped you keep your cool in comedy. Martial arts, listen, I'm going to tell you
2: something right off the bat. There's a lot of people, look, there's some stuff that that doesn't even work in martial arts. You see some shit now and you go, come on. But who am I to? I'm going to tell you this right quit. I quit karate in February of 79 and my life went to shit. Hmm. It's that easy. When I was hanging out with those geeky kids, because you would go to karate at 4.30 and stay till 7, 7.30. You did the 13 to 15-year-old class. Then you did the intermediate class. Then you did the men's class. You got beat up. And then you went to Carvel and got a snow cone and whatever, and then you went home. You know, those are my friends. Those kids didn't smoke pot. We didn't smoke pot. I hung out with them and watched martial art movies. And we go to a martial arts apart pla- place in New York supplies called Honda Martial Arts Supplies that was 8th Floors. So we'd go there and jerk off all over yeah, each other. That. Look, they got a gee. Look, they got stars. <laughs> Look, they got caboodle Tanfas, You know, all that shit. You know, oh, we're going to get that someday. You know, like we were just assholes. So I had two sets of friends. I had these friends that wanted to get their dick sucked and they wanted to do smoke pot and drink fucking Boone's Farm. And then I had these other buddies that wanted to go see k- kung fu fucking movies. And... Uh, that's it. Yeah. So I got sick of those guys. I loved them. I loved the them. The weed guys are the kung fu dudes? The kung fu dudes. It got boring. They didn't, yeah. have, they didn't like oh, pussy. They didn't want to finger bang nobody. Yeah. These guys wanted to sit with each other. And, and man. That, and that, hunt. That, that kick he did was tremendous. Who gives a fuck? That yeah. chick's got titties. Yeah. That's it. This is over.
0: <laughs> it is amazing when women just become, become your, your life. And then you hit like 40 and then it, you overthrow the dictator and it ain't like they don't run the show no, no for, more. You no know more. That's, that's it. That's it. Like, I do I do snatch math now, dog. Like, if I'm at a gig, I got a girlfriend, but in my head, I started thinking, like, oh, you know, if this was going to happen, I think of how much time I got put into this, and, and it never equals go for it. It always, like, just go home and go to sleep, dude. It's so much easier. It's so it's much easier. Never, it's
2: never. You don't even, it doesn't even enter your mind. The
0: dictator got thrown
2: yeah, out. Yeah, the dictator done. got it's a,
1: it's a group thing now. This is probably, like, the most famous uh, Bruce Lee quote that people always quote, but, uh, if you could see this at home and for us in the studio, just look how fucking cool this dude is. Just his manner. There were some
3: lines that expressed your philosophy. I don't know if you remember them or not. Oh, no, I remember that. I That's said, here. This is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now, you put water into a cup. It becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow, or it can crash. Be water, my friend.
0: Oh man, that is so badass. <laughs> that is so badass. Just his
1: mannerisms too. Like that guy could probably steal your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Damn,
0: he can have my girlfriend. I gladly watch. You know, the Tower
2: ta- of Ji Do is a great book. It really is when you Tao get the re- Do, It's the I'm one. Gonna re- rent that. It's the one here. Like again, right here. This is another phenomenal, just phenomenal scene. You know, if you really, if you really, at this point his body fat levels were low. He had discovered how to get those machines to get your muscle growth stimulated. Look at him. He was ripped in this. He was a fucking specimen in this. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about how he had like the best physique. This is it. He had the forearm seven times bigger than a man that size. In this run, he uses every single fucking weapon.
0: When you watch him move, you see Conor McGregor is very influenced by this motherfucker. Everybody is. Everybody
2: sure. is. Sure. He
1: Everybody is the first is. the first martial, martial artist. Jeet Kune Do, way of the intercepting fist. Have no master. Whatever comes at you, you got something for it.
2: You know, and this is what shocked America. We didn't have the Internet. We didn't have CNN. We didn't have none of those things. One day we're on a street corner and somebody says, hey, that guy died. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? That guy died. Bruce Lee died. I still remember running to Chinatown and buying the Chinese magazines with him in the casket. And, like, we were torn. The, the, the nation was What year was, was that that he died? 73. He died... A week before the movie came out, or a week after. One it month. Came out. One month before the movie was supposed so to come out. July sixteenth, right? he died, and July thirtieth is when the movie came out. Switch something like that. It was just fucking. It was mind boggling. Yeah, you know? he was only thirty two years old. <coughs> it was mind boggling.
0: That's. Uh, I mean, dude, and there's so many theories about how and what happened. I mean, the guy was held. Like you said. Like, look at him. He's super shredded. He's healthy as fuck. There was a whole theory that maybe it might have been a car crash that he came back and kind of like they didn't realize. So this
2: day, I think it was Run Run Shaw. I think it was something to do with Run Run Shaw. Who's that? Run Run Shaw was the studios where he did those movies out of him. Chinese Connection, Fist of Fury. They made those. You know, why do they make the fucking iPhone in China? Because you'd get it for $2 a fucking day. You know how much money Chinese Connection made? You have mm. any fucking idea? Mm. You have mm. any idea how much over in 30 fucking years? That movie came out in 1971, so we're talking about 40 years. You know how much of that movie has made? Do you have any fucking idea? No. You have any idea of Return of the Dragon made? You have any idea of Fist of Fury made? And now this guy dies. He decides to go to Warner Brothers. Oh, so he left. He decides to go to Warner Brothers and shoot. This moving with Sterling, whatever his name is, you know. I was anybody watched that show last week about Tupac? Who shot Tupac on A&E? I no, I A and E? No, I've seen. We've done a show. We've done an episode. I watched a couple segments shot. of it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's all about money. Oh yeah. What's his name was about to have to give him three three point five million dollars, and he was going to open his his record label. You know that. That's it. That's the bottom line. Why? Who killed him, and why? He was due three point five million dollars. You know, when you watch that Michael Jackson's last show and his last week of life, you're looking at Michael Jackson going, That's a skinny little motherfucker.
0: Yeah, right. Something
2: ain't fucking right. But I've always said it. Some people were more dead than alive. What do we know while that black doctor was watching the prices right? Somebody did slip in there and just open that valve a little bit. He was in debt to his fucking life, Michael Jackson. Yeah. All of a sudden now he's making more money. He's got more money than fucking uh, El Chapo. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden. You know, it's just that it's math. So in my world, they kept saying all this shit. You know, he went to this chick's house that he wasn't married to and he complained of a headache and she gave him a pill and he just fucking died and his brain was whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, now, all these things could happen. All these things could happen, you know.
1: Yeah, his friend Taiwanese actress Betty Ting right. Pai uh, poisoned him on behalf of the Chinese Tong Secret right. Society so is one of the
2: theories. The, the strongest mafia that we have are triads. That's where the mafia stole their concept from. The Chinese uh, uh, just, you know how you always, I remember when I was going to school, you had like a couple Hindus got the A's. And then the Chinese came along and they knocked the Hindus out the box. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the Chinese ran heroin for 30 years. Not one arrest. Go look it up. The DA even had information for years. The Chinese until like the 80s when they said, fuck it. The Italians and the blacks are becoming rich off this shit. Let's take what's ours back. And that's that movie, The Year of the Dragon. That's where that came in. When the Chinese drew the Italian mafia out of Chinatown. That was 1984. They got furious. They said, you guys are making how much? So we're selling you this for 50000 and you're making 500000 Fuck you, motherfuckers. They always kept threatening that, what are the blacks and the and the spics going to do to Chinese people when you go up to <laughs> Harlem and try to sell fucking heroin? They finally said, fuck it. They took it back. So their big thing was heroin. All those years, they were smuggling heroin, not under fucking arrest. These people are smart. They smuggled it through Toronto in fucking barrels, the whole thing. They iced this poor guy. They, you know, Run Run Shaw, God knows what he was doing, but what convinced me that Run Run Shaw probably had something was that Warner Brothers gave him more m- movies after that. Like, after Bruce Lee died, Run Run Shaw got in bed with, uh, with Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. In fact, they're the producers of Death Hunt with Charles Bronson and Lee Marvin. Oh, All of a sudden, they, opened up a, they cut like some deal with Run Run Shaw, like, get us Bruce Lee, and we'll make you produce like on 20 other movies. You never fucking know. You never so, know. But
0: why would why would he kill Bruce Lee? I don't
2: think he killed The whole thing was... I think they were washing money through those movies. Ah. Okay, I think that think about it. They yeah. paid those guys two dollars a day to be extras. Bruce yeah. Lee didn't get rich on those fucking movies.
0: No, that's what he's pissed Bruce about. Lee didn't right? get Everybody's rich making on those money fucking movies. Room.
2: And so when he went to America, you know, that was gonna dent their fucking pocket. Yeah. You know, financing. Who Follow finances who finances those movies? Ba blah 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 they took that financing away and somebody got to him. They got to him so bad. That 20 years later, they fucking killed his son. Yeah. Like no, not only are we going to kill you, we're going to kill your fucking son to boot.
1: You ever hear about the Bruce Lee family curse? So uh, he had an older brother. He had an older brother that, that died. died infancy, that died, right?
2: Yes, and he that died. makes How him... did he without,
1: die? I uh, just died as a,
2: And that makes you in the Cuban religion an cool. What does that mean? That means that somebody died for you to live. Ah. So Elvis was an cool. Bruce Lee was an cool. If somebody dies for you to live that makes you something really weird. Like you that. see
0: that in, uh, you see a lot in hip-hop they talk about that, where, like, somebody dies and then somebody for you gets to famous. Live. Like a blood sacrifice?
1: Somebody yeah.
2: dies for you to live. That's called an abicool. cool. Somebody dies before you. Elvis is, there's a couple people who are that shit, where somebody died, like, in the late whatever for you to live.
1: Yeah, uh, Bruce Lee's parents also believed an evil spirit was after their son. Uh, Bruce Lee was born in San Francisco in the year of the dragon on the hour of the dragon. Wow. And according to Chinese astrology, this was a powerful omen for life that would have great impact on other people, which he totally did. Um, according uh, – his real name was Jun Fan Li, which wow. means return again, which is crazy. But his parents always referred to him as Sao Fan – which is a a female name which means little phoenix.
2: Well, the reason why they did that was to hide him from the spirit.
1: Right, totally. That's They exactly would hide right. him.
2: They figured if they hid him from the the spirit. Wow. That he would never find him, but he did find him.
0: Who's the spirit? The, Just it's, the spirit.
2: Just it's, it's the sins of your father.
0: Oh. And they only it's come out for the sins the males. of your father.
2: Yeah, you know it's like the sins of your father.
0: Holy shit, you just blew my mind. So it's
2: fucking crazy shit. You that have is
0: crazy you know, shit. That's why
2: I love when people say we don't believe in religion and stuff because there's things that just these are the sins of your father.
0: Holy. So fuck. it's
2: kind of weird. It never ends, man. And yeah, you, you just have to either believe or not believe. I believe.
0: I do believe, too. I believe so. I think that, I mean, doing this show, man, learning this spiritual skepticism, I think everything's happening, dude. And I know we, we had some talks about Eddie Bravo earlier and all that stuff going on with him, and that's not my shit. But I believe there's so much shit going on. Spirits, gods, fu- different dimensions. So I can believe this fucking keeping him from the spirit stuff 100%. Dude, the, like, dude, we just did a Patreon for about the Black Cube of Saturn, dude, and how far back that shit goes. Like, all religions go back to this black cube of Saturn, dude. The Islam, the, 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 Judaism. the Jews, a Christianity, they all have some form of worshipping this fucking cube, dude. So, I mean, like, this, I get that, man. There is some shit going on. Everything is fucking connected, dude, without a doubt.
2: Everything it, is everything.
0: Everything is everything,
1: Everything
2: dude. is fucking everything. Yeah, it's the, really weird.
1: The biopic... uh of his life, Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. It predicted his son's death. In the 1993 film about the life of Bruce Lee, he battles a metaphorical demon at the end, if you remember. And at the end, there's a particularly creepy moment when the demon shows him a copy of his own actual tombstone. And then he loses interest in fighting Bruce Lee and heads towards Brandon. Two months before the film's release, Brandon was dead. So it's it's interesting
0: how. That's so crazy. And, it, like, how he dies is nuts. Joe, you've been on way more sets than I have, it's right? Crazy. But, like, how does even a real bullet make it even to that moment? I mean, like, it's unbelievable to me. Like, everything. I've been on where there's, like, they shot live rounds. Live. They make sure the guy checks to make sure the bullet's not a live round. Like, it's crazy that a, a, a gun on set had a real fucking bullet in it. That's crazy to me. Yeah.
1: They said they were trying to uh, cut costs, and they were making their own rounds. Do you remember where you were when uh, you saw The Game of Death? When he fought
0: motherfucking dude Jabbar?
2: <coughs> it was weird because I saw this. All these movies got released after his death, and everybody jumped on the Bruce Lee fucking uh, disgust bandwagon, and... I got off it pretty quick. Even at that age, I knew it was a scam. You know, uh, there was one good Car- uh, Bruce Lee guy. And his name was Corrado, the Hong Kong cat. He had new chunks with copper on the bottom of him. I can't even find the trailer. I've looked for the trailer for years. <laughs> it said, step aside, Bruce Lee, and make way for Corrado, the Hong Kong cat. And after that, I pretty much dropped. I dropped out of there. There's
0: not a lot after that, dude. But you think that... Do you think that Brandon Lee's death was uh, like, a like, a following up on this, the spirit yeah, of stuff? Yeah, did I that man mem- yes. some triad shit? Maybe like, hey, dog.
2: Who knows? This is just a proof. We to don't you. forget. They didn't kill his fucking daughter.
0: Well, you can't. The name doesn't go on. Freak
2: accident. They didn't kill his daughter. She's got a podcast, right? Does she? She's got know. a real successful podcast. Yeah.
0: Damn. Oh, she! I see she runs his Twitter account and all that
2: yeah, shit Yeah yeah she that's does like a cool bunch too. of shit
0: You
1: said you're uh, going to be teaching your daughter How to uh, protect herself Are you going to pass her down any of the uh, Cuban traditions The superstitions of sorts
2: had, You know man It's uh, weird she went to see Coco I heard that's good It's a great movie And I have one of those spirit altars at my house In fact before I came I lit the candle and filled the glasses up with water
1: Which you know? saint is it? If you don't mind me asking. no no I,
2: Monday's a spirit day okay Monday's a spirit day for Cubans and people in that realm it's all your altars it's all your the people that again you know when I wake up in the morning I look at my board and I look at all like Darren Rago died when we were 21 Anthony Balzano another kid died when I was in the eighth grade he was my buddy you know he died and I moved in with his family his fa- his family became his family his father just died and left me money and a will like that's how close I was with the really, Balzanos growing dude. up. Anthony died in the eighth grade, and then when my mother died, the Balzanos kind of adopted me. So it all, everything is everything. You follow me? So everything I look at all those guys, and I go, today I have to live for those guys. So in Coco, it's about a guy that nobody thinks about anymore, and he wants people to remember him. So you should always put your ancestors' pictures up. And light a candle. I mean, my mom used to cook for them on Mondays and actually put meals out for them. That's, that's a little, too, that crazy that's a little that. too crazy for me. I do think about That's a little too crazy for me. families. But I light a candle. I put a glass of uh, fire water for a legoire every Monday to open up my paths. I'm really Monday. That's why I don't travel I love Sundays. This, dude. I think I don't travel Sundays? I don't work Sundays. I don't give a fuck what you got to give me. Because Monday you don't travel. You just relax. So that's what Coco's about. So she comes in the room at night into my office, and the altar's right there. I have my little spirit altar right there. So now I can explain to her what's going on. It's, there's a really good Santeria guy in L.A., one of the best I've ever encountered, one of the best. He's not better than my godparents, but he's pretty good up there. But I don't like his scene because he has L.A. people in his scene. Hmm. And people always go to me, What does that mean? I go, Those are people that are just trying to fit in, like the people who are doing Scientologists. They're just looking for an identity. Yeah. I wasn't introduced into Santeria in that way. I was introduced into Santeria. It was around me as a child and I didn't like it. I was introduced to my godmother. My godmother lured me with a collie. She had a fucking collie. Crazy. Like cat wasn't was that fucking collie's name? Lassie. Lassie. She had the exact same dog. So I used to go up to the play with the dog. Meanwhile she was throwing shit at me, you know, and I was mixing it with my religious studies. So I understood it. You follow me, Michael? Yes. Because my mom put me in Catholic school, not really Catholic school. I went to PS166, but she got me into like a Catholic program. So I would learn the story. She would tell me different Catholicism mixed with Santeria stories, and I would pay attention. So I kind of learned. It wasn't something that I just, oh, my God, Sam is there. I might as well go there, too. <laughs> He's amazing. Oh, my God. He told my future. No. No, I don't hang with those people because I was in it in an old school way. You don't really talk to people about it. I don't say nothing to nobody about it. Nobody really knows.
0: First rule fight club. Don't talk about fight club. Yeah.
2: Nobody really knows where those people are into saying it and the party. And he's a really good looking black guy. So there's a 1,000 white chicks there looking to O.J. his dick. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Looking that, to suck dog. that Terry Crews dick. I get that, though. So dog. he's got a lot of that going on. Even though he's married, there's a lot of white chicks that are confused there. <laughs> so that that whole scene I don't like. I grew up in a really strict Santeria Cuban scene where it's very hush-hush. You don't fucking do much. You mind your business. Nobody fucks with you. You keep it out of your neighborhood. right you know cuz some people can't understand it. So
1: can I, we send uh Sam there so they can rub the chicken or the egg and get some of th- that yeah. bo- bad mojo that's yeah, I mean, residual got from- no
0: bad mojo. Mm-hmm. I'm the happiest I've ever been. You got dude. a little bit of a shadow, I- man. Okay, yeah. dude. I mean like <laughs> hey man, I got some weird I may have dark energy but I'm a good dude and I uh, you know I treat people like gold, man. I'm I treat people like gold. You know it's like with this conspiracy stuff, you know. It's like people like I've just learned that it's like that Santeria stuff you're talking about. I just can't talk about this stuff with people because they get weirded out by it. And I've learned it. And I've had to learn it the hard way sometimes. And that's fine, too. You know, I I love doing this podcast. I love talking about this stuff. I love talking about, you know, this has been one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done in my life, man. But I'm a good dude and I got good energy, dog. And I, sometimes I am I go on stage and people are like, oh, what's up with this guy? Sometimes they mistake um excitement for uh, attitude and that's not me so I got to do little tricks on stage got to shit on myself a little you know make fun of my look and all that stuff to get them out. and then they realize I'm just here to have a good time and shit you know so I'll take a chicken egg though dude I'll, you can rub it it's it, funny
2: because you know? when I was a kid I would never tell people what happened in my house like I would listen to other kids talk about man there's this new drug marijuana and I'm like are you fucking kidding me I was like six and seven and I already knew yeah. Like, I already knew about blood. You were ahead had a game, dog. Because my mom had a bar. So my mom would tell me, look at that guy. He's got coke around his nose. And I would catch my mom. I'd go, Mom, wipe your nose. Like, I knew. But I would never repeat it out in public in front of my friends. That was it. In my house, there were little statues, the monkeys. Yeah. Hear no evil, speak no evil, see no evil. Shut your fucking mouth. Shit. Don't say dick. And I wouldn't say, Dick, and I listen to kids talk. Like, I saw my stepdad shoot a guy on Forty Eighth Street at a Santa Rita party. I never said nothing to nobody. Most kids would have gone and said, my dad shot a dude. It was great. Because nobody's going to fucking believe it. Nobody's going to believe it. I'm in Tampa a couple of weeks ago. Doing where? I'm at the Improv.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm there for New Year's.
2: And I'm sitting there, and I'm taking pictures of people. And this kid comes up to me with this mother with a weird look on her face, like a smile. And she goes, Hey. She goes, "Who's this?" And she gives me this picture, and I look at it, and it's a picture of an African woman. And I look at him, like, well, "That's Nyatonia. And he goes, "Oh my God, you got a great fucking memory. We grew up with those people." And uh, my mom had a bar in Union City, and towards the end of her bar run, the reason why the bar closed was because of the story. Because it was a Cuban cop that started coming and shaking it down. He had a beard. Black, scraggly hair, and he had like a white partner. And he would come in and talk to my mother in Spanish. I know what you do here. From now on, I know you pay the cops, but you're going to pay us too. The and fuck? then he started shaking down. There was a Cuban neighborhood, which they're making a movie about. Uh, what's his name? Just signed on. Uh, Benicia del Toro just signed on for the lead. Fucking great. And uh, the, the white kid just signed on to, to be in the movie too. Uh, Ryan Gosling? Leo. Oh, yeah. So it's a fucking, it's the hottest script next year. It's called The Corporation. Crazy. It's about a guy named Jose Battle. It's our, it's a Cuban's, what's the Irish guy from Boston?
1: Are you the talking cu- about sh- uh, uh, D- Wider? W- it's, 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 w- it's our, it's our answer hoping? to him.
2: He got arrested in a Cuban jail for the CIA, came out, and told the CIA to go fuck himself. He's doing what he wants to do. So he ran a numbers empire. But this Union City second neighborhood, that's where my mom had a bar and all these other Cuban bookies had a bar. And this guy decided to run rogue and to go to all these Cubans and demand money. And one day I got to this bar. I had to be maybe 11, 12. I was already in Santa Santeria. But the crazy shit I didn't believe in. I just believed my godmother's shit. I didn't put up with anybody else's shit. But there was this family I hung around with, the Torreses. Cool motherfuckers. Their father was a big time bookmaker in the city, and their wife was a straight laced mom, like a fucking mom. No drugs, no nothing. But once a month, she would pass a spirit called Nyatonia. and she would crack open a bottle that 140 proof shit, yeah. and she would drink the whole fucking thing. Holy and shit! Then spit it out in the air and light her fucking mouth on fire. It was like a circus act, <sighs> and I would go there in the morning just to make she, just to see if she was hungover. <sighs> Just to see if she was hungover, she'd be a mom, making eggs in the morning and shit. And Some one, of
0: them are Burt Kreischers, man. They can just drink and keep going,
1: dog. She would channel
2: the spirit? She would channel the spirit that was fucking really strong and tell people shit. When I was a little kid, I would go over there. I'm like, this is a little too creepy for me. And I would just play along. Yeah, this is great. But I would get the fuck out of there. I had a problem sleeping, so my mother always brought me there. I always like had a big problem sleeping, so she told me once to put a, a red sheet above my bed, and to put a glass with a little bit of sugar under the bed. And I still couldn't sleep. So I told her, the only thing I got from that fucking glass was roaches, you know? So she was, like, in her African mode and shit. So there's one night I go after my mom and that cop have a big-time argument. And I go with her. And that night, there's a bunch of people in the room, and she's talking to them in the African thing. And there's, uh, she comes over to my mom and she goes, I know what your problem is before you even say it. And I was like six feet away, man. And she took the fucking dish, like a white dish that you eat on. Mm-hmm. And she flipped it over and she took a candle. And she went like this with the candle. And she flipped it back. And it was the image of the guy with the beard. Oh,
0: shut up, man. Listen to the dog.
2: I was a little kid. And she took the fucking thing and she goes, Seven days and she broke the fucking glass the dish on the floor now I'm in the corner going this bitch just went out of bounds cause she can't cover this spread nobody could cover this spread nobody could cover this fucking spread seven days this guy's gonna die that's what she just said in fucking layman's terms I'm sitting there going this is fucking hocus pocus well, let me tell you something not even a week later not even a week later.
0: Shut the fuck up. I out. got out of the
2: school. I got on my. And you know when you just have that feeling? Like, I got out of the school at three and I saw the school teachers talking. They were talking about something. And I got on my bicycle and I went up to the bar. And when I went into the bar, all those Cubans were there tipping glasses. It was three in the afternoon. And they're fucking drinking. They had Cuban music on. They're dancing. And I go, what happened? They go, they killed that fucking miserable motherfucker last night. And I go, what the fuck are you talking about? And they go, he went to make a collection at Rapido Taxi. There was this Cuban taxi company called Rapido. They never had any customers. They just delivered cocaine, Rapido. Was, well, you see the car zipping around with no customers all night. What the fuck? They deliver them blow. It was called Rapido Taxi. They went to make a pickup. And when he got out of the car, they fucking bombarded him with bullets. And his partner's still alive. Until this day, his partner claims that his door was locked and he couldn't get out. He took a couple of shots in the leg through the cars, but he lived. But the fucking main Cuban cop, they machine-gunned him to death. You ready? Boom. He's dead. The, the, this causes a big fucking problem in Union City. They closed my mother's bar. They closed Café Rindia. They closed, like, three Cuban bars. They don't know who did it. They they, they put a patsy on the guy. They, they caught some white dude who said they shot him. Nah, nah, nah. I go to prison, I forget all about it. I go to high school, my mother dies. I don't do dick. I go to to Colorado, I get arrested, I go to prison. I come out, I need a job. I go to a Honda dealership. It's called Fisher Honda in Boulder. I walk in, I apply, the guy goes, they wanna hire you, but you gotta wait for one more manager. And they go, in fact, he's a Cuban kid. I go, perfect. So the guy comes in. Are you ready for your interview? I go in the back room, I shake the guy's hand, and I go right away, I go, where are you from, Miami or Union City? He goes, well, we were from Union City, but my dad was a cop there, and he got shot when I was a kid, so we moved to Virginia. What? Just like that.
0: Small world!
2: Small fucking world, my friend. God damn. Small. And that was what made me believe. That's the first time I ever fucking believe. Like, that's the way to send the message. That's a John Gotti type message. You get know what I'm the saying? fuck out of town, dog. Seven days, she broke the fucking thing, and the guy got shot in like five fucking days. That's
1: unbelievable! They better put that in that movie next year, man. You better get some creds on that one. Well,
2: I talked time. to the author of the book. His name is T.J. English. He Maybe. came to my show at Gotham this last time for the New York Comedy Festival. That's so that's awesome. why I'm trying to help him out with the book. is called The Corporation, and it's about that whole neighborhood.
1: You're working like as an advisor. Okay.
2: I like to try it. He says, "It's a movie. There's a role for me, you know, in the movie." I mean, I know half the people I'm gonna play. I That's grew up with. So half. great! How dude. crazy is that? That's the best. How crazy! I know half the people they're gonna fucking. I move.
0: love that.
1: Dude. I loved you and Marin. Uh, like, Marin was hit and miss. I liked what he was doing, but I loved your character and Marin. I they did a good job. I they thought really your performance in that shit. Was he
2: wrote so it. Good. He wrote it for me. That's so true. it was him. It was basically him. And then when I got there, he goes do what you want. I really don't care what you do. Just do what you He's want. He's a
0: great dude. I like Marin a lot, man. Joey Diaz, you're the motherfucking shit, Thank you, shit, brother. Dog. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, being part of our show.
2: This is a great concept. I didn't know. I didn't know it was even conspiracies till this morning. Lee, it's
0: like spiritual skepticism, dude. You know, we just look for what's the real story going
2: on. Let's see if Lee is shitting his pants right now.
0: Guys. The, it's the last comedy chaos Tomorrow night the Comedy Store It's probably sold out right now The Naughty shows at the Harvells In Long Beach this Friday night Two shows brought by Penthouse We have Penthouse Pets F- Brett Rossi and Jaden Fuck Cole <coughs> And it's going to line up of murderers With sex toys giveaways from Topco Joey Diaz, you got any
2: dates you want to push? Austin, the 18th of January Cap City And Charlotte, the Comedy Zone we love it, last dude. Last week of oh, January. That's Guys, it. look at those t-shirts, dude. Check out Joey Diaz's website. JoeyDiaz.net. Matt That's Flavor on Twitter. Check it That's out. It. The love best. you,
1: Uncle Joey. Hey, tell Lee from one sidekick to another. I love him,
0: and I can't wait to have him Dude, on. last it. thing I must say, just keep it rolling. I went to the Acoustic Christmas, the K-Rock Acoustic Christmas, and I watched some motherfuckers go up called Prophets of Rage. And they fucking murdered that motherfucker. And after that was a band called Rise Against. And fucking they learned what it's like to file Joey Diaz in the fucking OR. After fucking Prophets of Rage. These motherfuckers murdered so hard. I saw fear in this band's eye. As they went up apologizing to the band. Because they were just trying dude. And that's what happens when you file fucking Coco Diaz. In the motherfucking OR dog. It's called an education, dude. It's a beautiful day. You're the best. I love you very much. I love, Thank much. I love everybody. Here. Thanks for all the support. Thank we had our the best presence. week ever. Tremendous. We're getting Shout fucked up Juan this week. Shout out, Juan De Niro. Week. I love you guys. Take care. We'll see you next. Thank we you. got a great show coming up next. We'll see you soon. Bye. are on Thursday. Cryptocurrency, bro.